Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Good morning. This is your morning meditation for this morning. Today we're going to be in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, uh, verses 10 through the end of the chapter. So 1 Chronicles, just so you'll know, and 2 Chronicles um, are one big story, pretty much the story of Israel. And uh, sometimes they get skipped over because they sound a lot like 1 and 2 Samuel. And just so you'll know, the Chronicles uh, were one big book, but the reason why they're divided in our Bible is most likely due to the fact that they were too large to fit on one scroll. And so they became part of, uh, they split the book so that they would fit on multiple scrolls. Uh, So that's why we get the first and second. So really it's one big work. Uh, The theme of of first Chronicles and second Chronicles is kind of this idea of retelling the history of Israel uh, with the hopes of a new future messianic king in the line of David. So David's pictured in a really positive light in the book of Chronicles. Um, Also, there's this idea of the new temple. And so we'll see that in our reading even today, uh, this kind of instructions for the temple. So here we go. 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 10. Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house as the sanctuary. Be strong and act. Then David gave his son Solomon the plan of the vestibule of the temple, and of its houses, its treasures, its upper rooms, and its inner chambers, and of the room for the mercy seat, and the plan of all that he had in mind for the courts of the house of the Lord, all the surrounding chambers, the treasures of the house of God, and the treasures for dedicated gifts, for the divisions of the priests and of the Levites, and all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, for all the vessels for the service in the house of the Lord, the weight of gold for all the golden vessels for each service, the weight of silver vessels for each service, the weight of the golden lampstands and their lamps, the weight of gold for each lampstand and its lamps, the weight of silver for a lampstand and its lamps, according to the use of each in the service, the weight of gold for each table for the rows of bread, the silver for the silver tables, and pure gold for the forks, and basins and the cups for the golden bowls and the weight of each, for the silver bowls and the weight of each, for the altar of incense made of refined gold and its weight. Also his plan for the golden chariot of the cherubim that spread their wings and covered the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. All this, in writing at the Lord's direction, he made clear to me the plan of all the works. David said further to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage, and act. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Here are the divisions of the priests, 
and the Levites for all the service of the house of God. And with you in all the work will be every volunteer who has skill for any kind of service. Also for the officers and all the people will be holy at your command. So I think some of this stuff in our world is kind of, it kind of seems like just over the top extravagance. Seems a little unnecessary, all the gold and all the silver and all these things, these these furnishings for the temple. You might have been to like a an old cathedral and you might have even in some other country, you know, like in Rome or somewhere like that. Um, you might have seen these huge ornate buildings and these buildings with giant ceilings. And you might wonder, isn't that a little bit wasteful? I mean, think of all the money and time and effort that was uh, spent in trying to create this space. And in some ways, there is a fine line between over the top and and what's really needed for worship. And and we Nazarenes kind of come from a tradition that's a little different. Uh, we. Our, our founders called their worship house the glory barn. They said, don't even paint the boards. We want it to scream out to every sinner the glory of God so that whatever happens in here doesn't have to do with how pretty it is or anything, but it has to do with the Spirit of God that's at work in these people. And both are, are true kind of thoughts about worship. The, the reason why those old cathedrals, they have these things called flying buttresses, and it looks like literally they stretch to the sky. They're supposed to point your, your thoughts heavenward. And especially like in the Middle Ages and, and things, um, it was thought that, you know, God is kind of up there somewhere. And so, so the, the music actually goes up and echoes around in the rafters and, and it kind of resonates through the heavens when you sing. And, and it's, it's, it's all this whole aesthetic to help you realize, and this is the big thing, that you're in the presence of God. And so we create these sacred spaces and we're, we're seeing here that, um, David, who was not going to build the temple, uh, but his son Solomon would build the temple, that these designs are designed with, with precious metals to, to talk about value and, and using the very best for God's house. Uh, this idea of God's house where there's this really most holy place where God really, in, in their mind, dwells right there with God's people. I mean, these are big things uh, to the Israelites because they remind them, and this is the thing, they remind them that the presence of God is with them wherever they go. Um, but especially in these places of worship, they could kind of tangibly sense the presence of God. And so I think one of the things we've lost in our world is, is, is the value of ritual. So some people think that if you, if you have these rituals and you set up these spaces for worship, that what you'll do is you'll just become this, this kind of people who just recite these things or, or receive communion every week, and, and you'll just all of a sudden it will, it will lose its value. And it can. It surely can. You know, we can go to worship every week. Uh, we, can, we can just go through routines. We can go through rituals. Um, and we can, we can never really experience the depth of God's presence with us. But also there's a sense in which when we create sacred spaces, when we, when we practice worship music, when we do things uh, like, like prepare to bring ourselves to a place where we worship together, there is a sense where if we will realize that God 
is tangibly real and present with us in that space together, then those rituals have great meaning and great power. And if we receive the Eucharist, remembering, as Jesus asked us to, um, remembering the covenant, remembering that Jesus laid down his life, remembering that Jesus um, poured out his blood because he loves us so much, uh, then those things can be very powerful and very meaningful. And so sacred spaces exist simply so that we will not forget as we go around in this crazy, hectic world. It's easy to forget that God is with us, that God loves us, that there's a different way to live, a way where you lay down your life instead of always grabbing for more, uh, a way where pleasure isn't the aim or, or entertainment, but where service is the goal. Um, these rituals remind us of these ways that we're called to live. And so I think it's really important in this passage that, that here David says, Be strong and of good courage and act. Do not be afraid or dismayed. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. I think the difference between empty ritual and ritual that has great value and great meaning is if we remember that in the ritual, God is with us. And then the hope is that as we walk out of that sanctuary, as we leave the place of worship, that we realize then as we go into the world that God is with us. But sometimes in the hecticness of life, we just get distracted. And so we come back the next week and we remember, God is with us. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. The Lord will be with you wherever you go. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.